I've spent the last five years learning popping, locking, boogaloo, where it comes from, who we can kind of thank for what we do today. Right. I think that is, it's one of the things that I'm most passionate about Absolutely. because I feel like it creates a whole nother type of passion when you can recognize the OGs and thank them for it and understand yes. how much culture is underneath what we do as dancers. What's up guys, my name is Brazil and welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is with world-renowned dancer, choreographer, slash influencer, Taylor Hatala. The reason I wanted to bring this episode to you is because I've actually worked with her and her family since she was like 11 years old. I've seen her go from being a young aspiring dancer just moving to LA to becoming one of the biggest internet sensations, touring the world with major artists, performing at every major award show, being on the Ellen Show, building her own audience with millions of followers, and just not only achieving artistic excellence, which by itself is incredible, not only achieving career success, which is also you know something that everybody wants to do, but she did both those things while remaining humble while remaining kind and generous and being a down-to-earth spirit, which I think is very rare in the entertainment industry. As you know, a lot of child stars end up getting burnt out, they end up becoming sick of the industry or going just on a self-destructive pattern, which is something I'm so happy to see didn't affect her. You know, she was able to, to maintain just this genuine source of light and, and goodness, you know? And uh, I think it's just a beautiful story worth sharing. So I, if, you, if you're into that and you want to learn about the dance industry and how she was able to navigate it all, this podcast is for you. And also, I finally launched my Patreon, which is uh, something I'm excited about. You know, I've been doing this podcast for about a year where I interview all kinds of people in the industry, choreographers, filmmakers, music producers, comedians. And, uh, and I just share the journey of what it's like to becoming a professional creator from people that are actually doing it. So if you like that and you like these interviews and you wanna support the show, please click the link below, join the Patreon. You'll get early access to some episodes and some exclusive behind the scenes work and some Q and A's with some people as well. It's really a lot of value. So if you're into that and you wanna support the show, thank you so much. But in either case, even if you don't join the Patreon, there are tons of interviews on this channel on YouTube full of value. So please hit that subscribe button, like, comment, share, turn on the notifications so you actually see the new episodes as they come out. I have full new interviews every week on Monday and some clips in between that. So thank you so much. I appreciate all the support. And uh, here is my interview with Taylor Hatala. Taylor Hatala. Yeah. <laughs> what is your experience of life this very moment today? Whew, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I've been through a lot and I'm here now. I don't know, I'm dancing still full time. I've been dancing my whole life. Um, I'm acting a lot more now, I'm singing, I'm modeling a lot more, so I've kind of become this entertainer now, which I love, because I love how I've been able to create and take my creativity uh, along all these different avenues. Yeah. So that's my experience right now, as of today, where I am and what I'm doing, career-wise. Right, you know, yeah. so many kids that grew up in the entertainment industry, a lot of times they can fall out of love with creating when they get yes. to a certain age, but it seems like you're getting even more passionate about it now. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I feel like everyone has up and downs, especially in the creative industry, as you said, especially yeah. when you've been doing it for so long and for mm -hmm. so many years. But I feel like because I have explored different avenues, that has helped me to keep my passion and my love because when dance got frustrating, I could focus on acting and I would yes. prioritize that. And then 
then that would spark my inspo again for dance and I'd come back to dance and be able to create more create better improve so it's kind of been nice and I've used that as a tool to help keep that passion always in me yeah because then yeah. We, don't, we don't take it for granted we don't get too burnt out on something because you get to exercise a different muscle because different arts exactly. require different skills right yes. different perspectives exactly yeah so I've always used that to keep me inspired and creating now, what role has your family played in this? Because I've, I've known you and your family for, for yes. many years. But for those who don't know, how important was your family to this whole process? They were, my family is everything to me and has always been everything. As many people know, I feel like just as you know, yeah. my family has been there since day one, literally. Since I started coming out here from when I was 10 years old, they've been here every step of the way. When I went on tour with Janet, um, my mom quit her job for me. She came with me. My dad stayed at home with my little sister Reese. Wow. And so it's, they've always been a hundred percent full on there for us through me accomplishing every dream and every goal I've ever told them I've wanted to. So it's been amazing. They've been, I couldn't have done it without them. That's a big move. She quit her job to go on tour with you. Yep. She just, how was that experience going on tour with Janet Jackson? Going on tour was mind-blowing. I was so young. I was 12 and then... Uh, you were 12? 12 years old, yeah. And then the second tour, I was 14. So it was about two years right. each. Um, but it was incredible. My favorite thing as a dancer is performing on stage. I just love it. I love performing for a crowd, getting to experiment and explore on stage. So I was able to do that every single night for like 50 plus shows so it was amazing i loved every second of it it was definitely an experience mm -hmm. that had a lot of downsides too just because i was so young right. and i was away from family and it was like you're living on a bus it was just like a shock yeah um but it's made me the dancer the person the creator i am today and i couldn't be more thankful for it for sure. And everything yeah. has a price, right? Like when you're being exactly. on the road, you, you get to see a lot, but you're also, you don't have any consistency. Right. It's just like, a, what state are we in today? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like people ask me all the time, like, so where have you gone to? Like, especially around North America. And I'm like, everywhere, I think. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just so quick. So go, go, go. Um, yeah. And we were in there for like a day, perform, drive all night. You're in a new place. So it was very like... Like you said, where am I? <laughs> and what was your first time meeting Janet? What was that like? What was her vibe? So I think, so the first time during the auditions, we didn't know what it was for. Really? We, yeah. They just said you're no auditioning for some artist? Yes, some big artist. And everyone's guesses were like a residency in Vegas for an artist. Okay. And then it was, I think the second audition, um, she was on call. And I didn't, I, we didn't know, but Gil was in the room. We knew he was her you choreographer. So yeah. You're like, wait a minute. Right. So we were all <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I think it might be Janet. And then I actually got called out to do a solo, uh -huh. which was amazing. Um, and we actually, Kindle and I, who ended up booking the tour, right. we actually got cut. Really? Yeah. So Both we were, of you. yeah, we were cut. And then they called us back an hour later and we're like, can you come back actually? We just want to see you again. <laughs> And we ended up booking it. Um, the first time we figured out it was Janet when there was all nine of us. So us two kids and then the seven other women in the room. And Gil just said, you just booked Janet Jackson's world tour. And we're all like, 
wait what? what like i think it was like i can't even like recall that moment because it was just we were like oh my gosh like our dreams are coming true right before us and we had no clue and then meeting her was in rehearsals when we started rehearsals and obviously i was nervous i was such a fan right. like i look up to this iconic woman as a young girl dancer my whole right. first years of dance and she just immediately came in was super sweet she's like the mom she just has mm. this gentle loving like welcoming presence yeah and it was and she continued like that throughout the entire tour especially with us kids she always made us feel included she would make us make sure we're always okay we're doing okay so she was very loving and um it was she was one of my favorite artists i've ever worked with to this day that's amazing yeah it's nice <laughs> when you get to meet somebody and they're actually as nice as you hope they are right because right? that's not always the case and it's yeah that's great to have that experience and to have your mom there too exactly and of course she grew up on janet too so she's fangirling well we're fangirling so <laughs> it was awesome but that's yeah. incredible thank you wow now were you homeschooled at that time yeah, I mean, you had to be for the tour, but prior to that, were you homeschooled already? No. So I went to public school, um, okay. kindergarten through grade six. Grade seven was my first year on tour, which was the change. That's trippy. Imagine right? on seventh grade, like, sorry, guys, I can't come into school next like, month. I'm going on tour with Janet Jackson. It was crazy. And I never, like, imagined myself being homeschooled. I don't know why. It right. was just, like, I never imagined myself. And so that was a huge change as a kid. It's like right. you have a tutor, of course, and we had lovely tutors while we were on tour, but you're also kind of teaching yourself. So it's like you sit in the bus, you do your five hours plus of homework, and then you go for tech run, and then you have dinner, and then you're on stage, and then you repeat the next day. Like it, it's a crazy yeah. lifestyle. But yeah, grade seven and then grade eight, I actually went back to school. I was really? in school for grade eight and then grade nine, second tour comes and I'm back homeschooled. So when you went back to school in grade eight, yeah. did the kids treat you differently? Luckily, no. I'm from a pretty like small community. Everyone kind of knows. And so it what got... What part of Canada are you from? So I'm from Alberta. It's like okay. the west side. It's near like... Most people know like Vancouver, right. so it's near there. Okay. It's province over ish, yeah. ish yeah. yeah. But it's a small little city, um, and so everyone knows everyone. Everyone's kind of connected in some way, and they were just so familiarized with me that they were always the same. And they like were very understanding. They were very supportive. I grew up very blessed with the friends and family I had. It was as normal as they could make it for me, which was nice. Yeah. So is yeah. there a, diff a noticeable difference in the vibe between the people your age back home and here? Yes. What's the difference? I think that it's just a lot of it, I think honestly is like work ethic because every kid out here, I don't know, a lot of us have dreams and these passions that we're all going for, at least my friends that I've made out sure. here in LA. Yeah, yeah. And so, it's very motivating to be around them and very inspiring because all of them have this amazing goal or dream that they're accomplishing. Whereas back home, because it's more of a smaller town, like it's kind of like you go to school, you graduate, maybe take a year off to work at like a restaurant and then you go to school again. It's yeah. very like, I don't know, regular, like a normal lifestyle, I guess. So they're very chillaxed. They don't really 
most of them don't have their lives like as figured out as I feel like us young adults do here we're like trying to figure it out we're always like trying to be five steps ahead of what the kids back home or young adults back home may be did that make it harder to relate with them back home yes I would say so I think even like with my friends now my close close circle of friends they get it because I've been friends with them now for like over 10 years they've seen me go through it all but I think for other kids they just never got it because I would be the kid who would be like, well, I can't go to your birthday party. Sorry. I have dance till 1am. Like right. that was, and I wanted to be at dance. I wanted to train yeah. and they just wouldn't understand. Cause they're like, how can you miss a birthday party? Like, and I'm like, that's like, how could you miss rehearsal? Right. right? No, right. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I've always been. So it's been, yeah, a little tricky relating to some of the kids back home same you know because for me when i grew up uh when i was that age 12 13 i was at the skate park you know i'm a skater yes and all my friends at the skate park were like in their 20s so for me it was normal to be traveling filming i'm like oh that's what you're supposed to do right because my peers were all making skate videos and selling t-shirts right and i would go back to school to hang out with the other 12 year olds and i'm like well, you guys aren't starting companies. What are you doing? <laughs> right. No, <laughs> right? exactly. It was kind of a weird trip because I was always felt like I was the young one mm. with the with the older kids. Yeah. So I never got to relate a lot to people my age. Right. right. So then I felt that because my parents moved around so much because they mm-hmm. were both dancers. I don't know if you know they did ballet. I did not know that. No dad. way. Yeah. You know the Joffrey Ballet in Chicago? Yeah. My mom was the ballet master of the company. Yeah. You're kidding. Yeah. So That's we, amazing. Yeah. Wow. It, I grew up around it. But yeah. before we got to the Joffrey, we went to yeah. so many different companies in america that i changed school every year right really it was like an army brat basically so i never got to be consistently friends with anybody in school because i was Mm. always moving but in the arts you could yeah i could hang out with my skater friends or my musician friends or you know it's a different world it is you know not to sound bougie about it but there's like (laughs) artists and there's like normies it is unofficially but there kind of is it's (laughs) it's two different things right and i think In the world of normies, it's about making it all happen right away, like knowing exactly what you want to do, getting the degree, mm-hmm. getting married, getting the mm-hmm. house, getting the kids, yeah. doing all Checking that program, right? And I think the artist world is more about sacrifices up front. Yes. Right? Like in, in your case and in my case, it was like sacrificing a lot of the childhood stuff. But right. you're still being a kid. I mean, it's, still fun. it's not like it's not fun to be on stage. Yeah. Right. Right? <laughs> right. You know, or when people move to LA and they like, you know, couch surf mm-hmm. for months and months to like save up money to one day get a gig it's a different kind of commitment oh for sure yeah yeah, i love that you said it's the sacrifices up front because it totally is that's the one thing i think for artists slash entertainers yeah it's just all sacrifices that we like (laughs) we just live off of making sacrifices to survive like right it's literally it's because we're we have this passion for the actual doing of it Mm -hmm. right like i know for christmas most of the time i would want equipment Right. I just want to make more art. Yes. <laughs> you know? Right. I want to do more of my stuff. You know, yes. even this last year when uh, me and Janelle launched the Naughty Girl Fitness business and mm-hmm. that started doing well, then the money I got from that, I said, I want to make more stuff now. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I didn't want to stop working, you know? Yep. I just wanted to create more, have more freedom with what I want to create. Right, yes. What, yep. are, what are your goals moving forward? I think for me, so I am actually moving to Vancouver and that's in January I would love to be out here. So that's like my later plan. But Vancouver first, just because it is still close to home. I'm still young. I'm well, 19. I guess that's kind of (laughs) young. And so I'm moving out there and I'm starting in acting school. So that it's been hard for me because obviously dance is my passion. It's always been. But 
I also found that I have this passion for acting that I really want to fuel. I want to learn more about. I want to see where it can take me. And so I'm going to be prioritizing that in school. Um, and then I will also, I'm hoping to do more videos and create more content on Foundation of Dance and its history. Yes. Because I've spent the last five years learning popping, locking, boogaloo, where it comes from, who we can kind of thank for what we do today. Right. I think that is, it's one of the things that I'm most passionate about Absolutely. because I feel like, I don't know, it's, it creates a whole nother type of passion when you can recognize the ogs and thank them for it and understand yes. how much culture is underneath what we do as dancers and like it's very cool too to even understand the differences from like the 70s when funk was created to today and the new styles that are coming out so i would love to talk more about the history to make kids want to learn it and that's any really age. awesome i Thank bet the ogs you. would be happy to hear that because they're I always mean, <laughs> saying man these kids don't know the foundation right <laughs> but it's right. true though they know yeah. right so i just want to yeah spread it and <laughs> i want to spread it and create Bouncy it, believes in it. <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> but um yeah i just want to share it in a way that can make kids excited about it yeah um and them want to learn it so yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. there's different, there's a different expression when you know the root of it. Yes. Right. Like right. hip hop isn't just steps. It was a form of expression from exactly. a certain group of people in a certain place in a certain time. Yes. When you right. know all that, then the intention like, of how you're and why you're hitting it is different. Exactly. And even just for me, training in those foundation styles has like improved my level as a dancer like tremendously right. because it teaches you different ways to move your body it gives you a different bounce a different rock behind your step yeah like it's done wonders for my freestyle especially because <laughs> now i have like all these other styles i can pull from right my choreo too so yeah i've i really believe in training your foundation style and that's probably going to help out with your dancing too i mean with your acting too because acting is also how to use your body as well being able right. to evoke the feelings physically yes it's not just memorizing the lines no exactly it's, it's believing in the thing that you're saying right and yeah. justifying it and yeah it's just that super pure belief in what you're doing so i feel like yeah that'll definitely help yeah who are some of the most impactful teachers you've had that you would like to mention Ooh. I oh so I know there's many, so many so many Are there, is there like one or two that stand out to you um I feel like I always should give thanks to Alexander Chung mm. because he was my mentor for years he's the first person to bring me out to LA to introduce me to these amazing choreographers and teachers and kind of show me my way around so he's been like my main teacher that I'll always recognize because I feel like I have so much thanks to give to him. He yes. made me the dancer who I am today, basically. Um, and then also I would like to give thanks to Lucas Locke. So he is a teacher from back home actually in our little city, Yeah. but he's the reason why I have studied and trained in foundation. He goes around to the OGs. He trains. I've never seen a teacher train as hard as him. Like he, a teacher go take lessons. Yes. yes. And like hours and hours spent sitting down with these OGs asking about the history, learning it, like training till he can't walk, like yeah. that kind of training. Um, and then he's taught me that and passed that on to me and many other kids. So he absorbs it. Yes, exactly. From the best to then share it with you guys. Yes. Which yeah. is amazing because like the fact that he's going out and of course he's doing it because he loves it too, but 
for the kids to share that from the best of the best like yeah it's amazing so i have to give thanks to him as well yeah so interesting right how like the impact of a good teacher yes i right? mean i wouldn't be the person i am the dancer i am the entertainer i am without those amazing teachers along the way like and now you have the passion to want to share it right because yes I, I forgot where i read it but it said the whole, only purpose of learning something is to share it right 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 and then also and when that. you focus on being able to teach you probably learn it better too yes right because you have to internalize it enough to pass right. it to somebody else exactly right yeah. yeah and i feel like as i get more into teaching and i've taught over the years but really focusing even more now and teaching a lot more it's when i learn i'm noticing i'm doing that more it's like I'm absorbing it so much more because I want to be able to share it and not yes. just like remember bits and pieces. No, I want to remember like every detail, when, where, how, why, and yeah. just so I can share it. Because so. otherwise we're thinking I only need to learn what I need. Yes. But right. once to teach somebody else, it's like, well, they might need all of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I always thought that, that why don't they have um, kids in school as part of a graduating of a grade is you have to teach the grade below. Oh, right. To make sure that you wow. got it right. Like to see if you really right. learned the geometry. Great. Teach that to the to the next group down. Yeah. Because then they would remember it more. I don't know because it's like, why do you have to have a Ph.D. to teach third grade? You know what I mean? Right. Something where it'd be nice if there was some kind of practice. I guess they yeah. have mentors in school. Some people do like. Yeah. But I mean, I get what you're saying, because even for me, for tests, I would the way I'd study is I would try to like reteach it to my parents and they don't know. Right. From <laughs> They're like going over the notes that I wrote, <laughs> but it would help me remember because if I could teach it, I could do it. You know, Yeah. so it makes a difference for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, tell me about your relationship with your sister. Um, she's my best friend. <laughs> I love her. We're talking about Reese, of course. Yes, Reese. Um, we've been dancing together now basically our whole lives she started dance around three i started dance around three she's three years younger than me yeah um we have kind of created this brand called hotella sisters a lot of people especially now that we've grown up a little bit more uh think we're twins which is kind of fun yeah, <laughs> so right um but yeah we trained together she's also trained in the foundation style so we create a lot of fun content like that together um she helps me with choreo she's usually assisting me um we're i swear that when we freestyled before and it's like tele telepathy because i'll freestyle like a count of eight and she'll do the exact same count of eight and it's a freestyle wow. it's like there's some incredible. unspoken synchronicity there exactly we've just been dancing together for so long that it just works like that so we love creating together because obviously we get each other <laughs> yeah has it ever felt forced you two working together or is that something you naturally wanted to do like it was natural it's because it like we love dance so much that on, even on our off time we were obviously dancing and creating and when i was creating she'd want to jump in and join or jump in and help so yeah. it was never forced it was always very natural and felt right that's great it yeah. must be nice to have that to it have is that companion some because family is a certain safety to right. it as well right you know friends right. come and go industry people kind of come and go mm -hmm. but the fact that your sister is a part of the journey as well it's yeah it's awesome i can i have so much like help and support like right beside me if i need i'll be like reese do you like this move like in my choreo or is it bad and she'll be honest she'll be like it sucks or like <laughs> no i like that or maybe we should try this so it's helpful to have a second opinion always right there who yeah, i trust absolutely so, yeah i find it awesome that you're moving to vancouver before la yeah it's 
I always, my end goal is LA. I love it out here. I feel mm-hmm. like there's so many opportunities, but I have been working a lot more in Canada just ever since the pandemic. And I don't know, I feel like a lot of different opportunities emerged out there. Yeah. So um, I, it's taken me a lot to Vancouver. There's a lot of film out in Vancouver because it's cheaper to shoot there All than right. here actually. So a lot of the films that are being created here end up filming out there you you just fly down whenever you have an opportunity anyway yeah Yeah. exactly and i teach down there i love the atmosphere down there um so that's kind of why i decided i'm gonna go there i'm gonna do this school thing and there's a lot of film so i'm gonna learn as much as i can out there and then hopefully be able to end up here and use it here yeah so yeah. I like that you're doing it in that order, you know, because sometimes if if you get too wrapped up in the world here, you forget that there's also real life. Yes. Out in the normie world, right? right? That right. there are still regular people to connect with, you know, yeah. not that they're just regular, but you know what I'm saying, yes. right? Like yes. the non-entertainment industry folk, right? Right. And the fact that you're still coming down for opportunities, mm-hmm. but you're taking your time to learn. You're yes. taking your time to build a foundation. That's, right. that's nice. You're not sacrificing one for the other. No, and I feel yeah. like that's what... COVID kind of taught me, it was like, whoa, because I had been traveling so much. I was so busy right before COVID and the pandemic hit that when I got a second to sit at home, I was like, oh, right. There is this life outside of what I was doing before. Right. And of course, I love like this life. It's yeah. a lifestyle and I love it. Um, but it go- it gave me time to kind of go back to square one and see like what can I improve on what can I train and dance and then that's kind of when I started like oh maybe I should start singing because it can be a good tool for me to use um and then I found my passion for acting and so it was nice COVID obviously messed a lot of things up in people's lives I feel like right but um one positive I've been able to take away is realizing that there is a world outside of LA and the dance industry and the entertainment Mm -hmm. industry and that it is important to take those breaks and work on your craft and come back and you'll be a hundred times better for it. Yes, refreshed, re-inspired, reignited. Because sometimes we get stuck in a pattern. Exactly. You need to break that pattern and try something else. Right, right, yeah. And the fact that we can work remotely. I think that was a revelation that we all had. Like, wait a minute, we can actually be at home for a lot of this? (laughs) Right, no, exactly. Brazzy, he wants some attention now. (laughs) Oh, you're so cute. Uh, Where are your dogs now? Are they back home with Chad? Yes. Yeah. They're back home chilling with him. Our one we got only like a few weeks ago. So yeah, about, I would say about a month ago now. So he's young. What kind of doodle is it? You have a couple? So yeah, I have a miniature sheep-a-doodle. He's our older one. He's about three years old. And then I have a miniature burn-a-doodle. What's a -a burn-a-doodle? That is a. a, I feel like they're just making up names at this point. Yeah. (laughs) No, it actually feels like that. Um, Sounds like a Pokemon. (laughs) It does. So a Bernadoodle is a Bernese mountain dog and a poodle. Okay. And then a Sheepadoodle is a sheepdog and a poodle. Oh. Yeah. Never heard of those. For the longest time, I thought Tiramisu was a dog breed. No. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's Bull Terrier and then there's Shih Tzu. So I thought Tiramisu. That, You're like, oh. That's plausible. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I could see A Doodle and a Tiramisu. They, they right. sound basically the same to me. <laughs> Honestly, I could see how you could believe that. But right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any cool uh, Canadian slang words that you don't see people using out here? Um, I don't know about cool. I mean, Toronto has like, I feel like they have a big difference in their slang from like like east coast and west coast in canada right. 
but I mean, we say we have a, a bit of an accent, like when we say price tag, price it's tag, tag and bag, bag, and instead yeah. of like sorry that you guys say it, we say sorry, sorry, like I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like our like about ha- is a little bit more pronounced. Like I feel a, like about, yeah. <laughs> well, you know the the sorry that you guys say sounds nicer. I've sorry always thought that feels weird. Like it. No offense, yeah. <laughs> but to me, it sounds like like oh sorry, like yeah. sorry. It has that you vibe. Know? It has a uh, yeah, vibe to exactly. It. <laughs> Whereas like sorry's like sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, it has a sense of passion to yes. it. It's like I'm truly like I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, exactly. But yeah, and then other than that, we say like washroom instead of bathroom, which I don't hear a lot around here. Right. We say like. I forget. Do you guys say bill or check? Can we get the check? It, it's kind of inter- interchangeable. Okay. Because when I was here last, uh, everyone was making fun of me for saying, can I get the bill? They were like, ask for the check. I was like, <laughs> can I? What? I was like, really? really? So I don't know. There's a few little words that people are like, ah, I see it. You're Canadian. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. there it is. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. But who do you look up to? Oh, in any sort again. of way. I know there's so many. This is a wide question, but just right. give me examples. People that you that you like, that you aspire to be like. I mean, definitely my parents. I feel like they've, like I said, have always been my rock, my number one. They're very different people, which I love. My mom's like the organized one. Um, and my dad's like the go with the flow, chill, doesn't really care what happens kind of guy. Yeah. But both of them have shown me what it's like to be extremely kind giving um just beautiful human beings and so i take a lot from them and i always will look up to them um just because of the human beings they are they are Um, really wonderful they are i mean (laughs) i don't like to brag but (laughs) i love them and they've yeah they've been my number one supporters which i am incredibly lucky to have because i feel like especially in the dance industry it's not a normal career that people go to so it's very easy for parents to be skeptical of it um but the fact that since day one when i'm like i want to be a dancer they're like yeah we'll make that happen for you like they were supportive and protective but not in the way ever right like all my years i've known i've shot videos that you were in they Mm -hmm. were like I could tell that they had your best interest in mind and they were protecting you, but they right. weren't the overbearing parents. They were like right. chill to connect with. Right. And either it works or it doesn't. Yeah. Which, yeah, I've been blessed with. And yeah, now that you say that, I've never actually thought about it that way, but I've never felt like, I don't know. I never felt like they intruded or that it I was like, oh my gosh, can you let me breathe? Like back up a little bit. <laughs> They've given me like always the perfect amount and balance of being protective. And even now, especially as I get older, they're, I feel like they're very good at letting me figure things out for myself. And then of course, giving me their opinions, but still being very good and balanced about it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Shout out to Chad and Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, no, you guys really are very sweet. You know, I think <laughs> sometimes you. there's this thought that you have to be mean or cutthroat to make it in this business. And I think right. it's the opposite. Honestly, right. I think it's when you're loving and giving. There's a difference between being nice and being naive. Yes. Right. You can be nice and smart. Yes, exactly. I think that's because I feel like every time and anyone starts out in the industry, you're always a bit naive at first. Right. And I might be wrong. But at least I felt like for us, because it was so two different worlds, small town world, and then you come here. And so 
you're naive it's hard to say no to some opportunities and then you figure out that they don't know your worth as well as you thought they did right so i think that's the biggest thing i've learned and my whole family has learned is you can still be nice and you can still be great people and you don't have to be cutthroat or mean or rude you just have to be smart about it and it's okay to say no it's okay to know your worth but you don't have to be rude or mean or disrespectful about it yeah you be polite you be respectful um you just yeah know your worth straight up yeah <laughs> <laughs> easier said than done but very true right nonetheless. right yes is there a particular learning lesson aka mistake from your career that you particularly want to share something that you think would be valuable for another up-and-coming dancer or artist i don't know if i would say mistake because i'm a very firm believer in like everything happens for a reason i think that some of the best advice i could give to any creative person out there in the industry or trying to pursue a career out of it is to just be yourself and that's so cliche and cheesy <laughs> but there are people who will make you feel like yourself is not enough and that you need to change you don't you are there for a reason you are here for a reason you have this creative creativity in you that needs to be shared and needs to be shared for a reason so if anyone is ever telling you that you're not enough and there's a difference between constructive criticism and blatantly being rude and right. telling you and trying to knock you down and mm -hmm. make you lack self-confidence. And I've been there. I've been at the lowest point where I'm like, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, they obviously don't think I'm that good. So why am I on this job? Why am I booked for this? You've had those experiences where people have made you feel yes, that way. Very much so. And I think... Explicitly? I or mean, just in the way they acted? I would say... Honestly, a bit of both. Like, I think I've been in situations where it's been pretty blatant and harsh. And it's like, you can't ignore it. Right. And it's also built up over time with the way people act. Yeah. And so, honestly, especially through COVID, that's when I sat down and I was like, there was still a bit of like, that se like lack of self-confidence in me from those experiences that happened when I was a little bit younger. And... I kind of sat down and was like, okay, let me figure this out. Why do I feel this way? Why did these people do that? Biggest thing I've learned, honestly, is that you don't know why people do what they do. You just have to, you have to believe in, in yourself, especially in an industry like this, where it is so cutthroat, where it is harsh, where people will do stuff just to literally knock you down. Right. You just, you have to believe in yourself. You have to know if you believe in what you have inside you and what you want to share it's going to be good enough to share it because you believe in it and you love it and you're passionate about it so it's going to be good enough and someone needs what you have to share yes yeah <laughs> especially because it gives a layer of authenticity right it's so hard to predict what i think other people are gonna like like mm. you know for a long time i used to separate even the side of me that's like a skater that used to be like a separate thing for me making videos and all that. And recently, I've just been sharing it. I'm like, right. you know what? Whatever. I'm at the skate park. I'm here with Might my buddies. Well. And it's like, just, a, and it's funny. Those clips now are getting doing better than so much of my other work. It's right. like being with a podcast. I'm like, oh, you guys like me being me? Right. No, <laughs> what exactly. What a concept. And like, yeah, yeah, like you said, you may hide that for so long because you're like, oh, but people only like this. 
you actually have no clue what people like. And so I feel like every person likes something different and every person likes something. So Yeah. And they don't even have to like the thing that you like. They just have to like that you like it. Right. Right? Like there's yes. people that I follow that that really enjoy uh, like jujitsu. I respect it. I've never done it. Right. I, don't, I don't have an interest in it. I don't care who's the world champion, but I follow these people and they have such a passion for it that I'm like, you know what? It's interesting to right. watch them. Yes. To see how much they love this other thing and what they draw from it. You right. know, it's it's passion is authentic. Yes. And attractive as a human quality. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. What kind of uh, challenges do you see people your age in the industry dealing with? Ooh. I think it's growing into a young adult is very confusing in this industry <laughs> just because you're obviously categorized as like a kid you do jobs that are more for younger people young adults and then all of a sudden you're not a minor anymore and you can be booked for these big jobs and these jobs that may be a little bit more mature but you're still like you feel like a kid but you're you know you're an adult so i feel like like right now honestly can be the most confusing time just finding um what you want out of jobs not even where you fit in but just what feels right for you I feel like and so I I think that's the biggest thing right now that I'm noticing and that I see other like the kids I grew up with and trained with and have done jobs with it's just like finding where we fit in and what jobs feel the best for us and yeah it's just figuring life out and career out as a young adult basically you know because it's trippy because i know when we're kids we have this urge to want to be grown-ups right like i can handle it i'm a grown-up right and then it's funny because now you know that i'm like in my mid-30s and i have like older friends they're like no we need to be more like kids again we need to go play in the park and we need to like go back to doing the stuff that we used to do and it's just like like we're having like painting nights you know coloring nights it's like what it's so interesting because it's like there's no rule that says you have to like just because you became older that you have to go crazy right or that you have to stay doing kids stuff right you kind of just have to figure it out like what yeah how do you want to express yourself right yeah and that's yeah the biggest thing right because usually a lot of times you have kids that grew up like being like disney kids yes that then grow up to be like total opposite Opposite. like them to be a rebel right right and you haven't hit that phase yet (laughs) i guess not (laughs) and i honestly i don't think i ever will you got the ink though i know that's nice what does that say this one says breathe it's a rose for june and then breathe is like used to be my word still is um and then i have this apple and my mom has a tree and it's because the apple doesn't fall far from the tree oh i love that yeah and then i have when tattoos are linked up yeah and then i have one for my sister on my ribs it's from our brand uh force of nature and it says uh lightning strikes twice so yeah i like that thank you (laughs) that's cool branding yeah i was like i can't get too many just for jobs and stuff and i'm okay with that i don't want too many like this is good enough for me i think i want to cover that up right that's relatively not too much no like any job i've been on where they cover it up it's pretty quick it's like five minutes yeah but yeah i have one for me one for my mom one for my sister i want one more for my dad and then i'm done that's it that's it yep unless they have another another (laughs) honestly i hope not (laughs) right but i think they're they're slowly replacing us with dogs like our whole family my cousins my aunts and uncles were super tight and all of us cousins are over 16 now reese is the youngest um and we have i think 
eight dogs in our family wow yeah and so they've all just in replaced your house? us not in our house okay. no between three houses okay. we have my aunts and uncles they have three dogs my other aunts and uncles three dogs us two dogs and it's the exact like amount of kids they've just replaced us now so <laughs> now it's just all dogs dogs are <laughs> such great companions they are they really are you know he was the first dog i ever had and i didn't know that they had <laughs> such personalities i love how he's just passed right? out <laughs> like they're like little people oh, they are you know they get jealous they right. ask for stuff they're sneaky like he knows how to open doors <laughs> okay oh, oh okay, <laughs> okay down, <laughs> you just wanted to come speak didn't you oh he's so good. right <laughs> he's like, like yes yeah, you understand me <laughs> oh, he's so i used cute. to watch like the cartoons that they would have with, where animals would be animated yeah and I thought, oh, they're exaggerating. Right. No. no. They really, this is them. they have thoughts. They really, <laughs> right. like, or if they do something bad, like the other day, he scratched the couch. And when I saw it, I said, Brazi. And then and he, he went and laid on top of it and was just trying to be nice to me. He was like, <laughs> you know, trying to hide See? the thing. He knew exactly what I was talking like, about. They're yeah. smarter than we give them credit for, I think, for sure. <laughs> you, you know, I was thinking about this, like why it feels good to have a dog for me. Yeah. Is because a lot of times when I'm like giving him love, yeah. it's because love is a verb to me. Mm. It's something I do. Right. right. And yes, he gives me love sometimes, right. but really it's the fact that it feels good for me to be giving it. Right. You know, when you rub a dog, you're like, you're okay, like, yeah. who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? It's because love is coming through me right. to them. And I think dogs are great receivers of love. Yes, they are. They very much They will are. never turn down an opportunity right. to receive some attention right. or whatever. And they usually love everyone and just want love from everyone. So that's yes. so easy to give love to them, especially because they're cute. Because like. well, <laughs> just, just like art, right? Like it feels good to make the art. Yes. Even though it's work. Right. Right? Like it right. takes work. It's hard work. You, right. It's hard on your body body hard in your mind it's yep. effortful mm -hmm. but it feels good you crave to put in effort yes to do the dance right to do the movie or the right to or make whatever it, it is. good to be proud of it in the end yeah because exactly. that's what i think the the joy comes from is from the doing when it comes through us whenever yeah. i'm in obviously we have to learn how to receive too but whenever right. i'm in take mode mm -hmm. it doesn't feel as good right if i'm wondering what did they do for me what did she do for me what did they do for me it's like never enough that's so true. I There's love that. There's never enough things other people can do for somebody. But when I'm in doing mode, I it's, feel great. Yes. Right? I totally agree. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like a lot of other creatives feel that way. I've never thought about that either. But now that you say that, yeah, it's the doing that I'm so passionate about. It's the effort. It's like you want to put in as much effort as you possibly can because it feels so good yes. to do it. Because we're tapped into yeah, it. Yeah. It's funny. I was reading the other day that everything one person does for free another person charges for and vice versa hmm. Hmm. you can think of anything right? right like some people charge money to clean your dishes other people like sometimes when i'm stressed yeah and i and yanni will tell you i may not do the best job of cleaning the dishes <laughs> but it feels good it's a de-stressor to do dishes sometimes right like just a declutter it's like you know what one dish at a time you know yes it's, it, it's or same thing with like dancing right like you can get paid to dance mm-hmm and you can also just dance for fun. Yes. Right? Everything that you get paid for, another person also does for free, which means that there's joy in it. Yes. Right? That the, the, the action is joyful. Right. Right? And right. I think I as that. you're expanding as an artist mm -hmm. to also do acting now mm -hmm. and do singing, I think what you're doing is you're expanding the ways you can feel joy and give joy. Yes. Right? Because totally. there's maybe only so much you can say with dancing. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Right? Dancing, yes. you can say a lot with dancing. It's a universal language. Right. But at some point also you can just yeah. say something. Right. Or sing it. Yes, right. right? And I, I think, yeah, what I've fallen in love with about branching out is the challenge. Is yeah. knowing that like I'm kind of starting over because dance now I feel like I have a good amount of experience I've learned from people all over the world taught all over the world like of course I feel like a journey never ends mm -hmm. and you should always be a student always learning but to start fully over was something like I'm uncomfortable with and I've been training in acting for uh, like years now I'd say about five years but never as a priority always right. on and off because of dance that was my number one priority taking up all my time so I love starting over and having this challenge of like, I want to like, what makes an actor or actress good? What is it? Like, yes, I want to learn. Yes, yes. It's like having to work my way up to understand it, to really believe in it. Like I'm so excited to learn more about it. I just, yeah, I yeah. want to put full effort in and conquer that. I love that. You know, yeah. I, I think a lot of times when people ask like, why is this like, rich person still trying to do more i think it's because at some point you just love the game mm -hmm. right yes like, when you're when you have joy from achieving and growing then there's it's never ending never like ending. i don't think i'll ever be done like when right. when i die when i'm like a hundred and something i want to be halfway through a project right there should be yeah. some unfinished project when i die yes right it's like oh i was just working on it last week and then <laughs> right no <laughs> right exactly. it's like th there's never ending things to create yes there really is yeah and i i love that i love like people who are creative because i feel like we're always like we can't stop creating yes. and i love that because there's so many possibilities in my eyes so many projects i still want to do i have like five different projects in my head every day that Same. i think of like <laughs> i'm like oh i could do this oh but what about this oh but this would be better like it's so fun being a creative person because we have so many ideas and especially when we can bring one to life it's, it's like the best it's the feeling because <laughs> like, you know it was in your head yes and now it's out there in the world you're like, and you're I like i did it <laughs> and like people are watching which is fun people yeah. are getting inspiration from it which yes. is amazing like it's yeah i love being a creative person me too yeah cheers to that cheers to that yeah <laughs> um who inspires you creatively artist wise hmm i think nowadays not just who you think sounds good to say because you respect them but you personally like who do you like that's a great question. I feel like just artist-wise. Yeah. It's some kind of art. It could be actor. It could be a musician. Mm. It could be... Ooh, there's so many. Um, I recently kind of looked a lot into Alicia Keys. Mm. And, like, um, she actually did a masterclass on... It's called Masterclass. masterclass. Yeah, yep. I love that website. Yeah. And so I went through her masterclass and... Um, just hearing her talk about like her journey, the way her mind thinks and like there's so much passion behind what she's doing. And I feel like it's always like it's never wavered in any way. Yes. It's always been there. And you can tell by the way she just speaks about what she's doing. Or she's a real one. Like, right? Yeah. And she's oh, not to mention so talented, like yeah. incredible. So I, I really look up to her singing wise and just as an artist because what she creates is beautiful and authentic and something she really believes in um she was also doing the no makeup movement before it was popping mm -hmm. 
Right. Like, I remember this is like before the no filter thing on Instagram. This is like within the last decade or so mm-hmm. where she would go to red carpet events and she was like one of the first celebrities I saw that said, you know, no makeup today. Right. Just to make a point. Right. You know, and, and I don't know. She she has this very authentic vibe. Exactly. You know, she doesn't yeah. feel like she's like trying to be Alicia Keys. No, she is. Yeah. She's bringing right. you into her world. She is. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. I feel like even just watching her masterclass somehow made me more confident in myself. Like yeah. the way she just speaks to people. I'm like, it's so, up- she's so uplifting. I'm like, yeah. And I love that about her. So I find her extremely ins- inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. She's got some great songs. There was that one song back in the day called You Don't Know My Name. I don't know if you know that one. I think I do. Um, I think I do. It, it's a song where in the middle of it, she just has this whole skit conversation about meeting this guy at a coffee shop and wanting to get his number. And it's just, and the whole thing is she's a waitress and, and she's like, man, you don't even know my name. She has this crush on this guy, but there's like a whole storyline in the middle of it. And then the end it comes back around to the hook and it just has such beauty to it. Like, mm. I don't know. I think great art has to be kind of selfish for the artist Mm. like it has to be not maybe selfish is the wrong word because it's a negative connotation but it has to be authentic to what the artist is feeling yes yes like we said before be yourself what does that mean right right that when you make song it has to be like what taylor is feeling Mm -hmm. there's like i totally agree there's been like videos i've done or choreography that i'll finish that just doesn't feel right because the feeling's not there Mm -hmm. i put the movements together and i think they're okay but it's like the feeling, the vibe, the energy that is needed to make whatever I just created complete isn't there. So it's not authentic to me. Right. So I've definitely experienced that where I'm like, why doesn't this feel right? Like what I just created, it's yeah. the feeling. It's not, I wasn't feeling it. Like. And there's a difference between getting it done and doing it right. Yes. Because to the untrained right. eye, they could see you put moves together and they're like, oh, that looks great. And But right. you're like, mm. no, like I know it's not there. It's not where I wanted it yeah. to be. So. And that doesn't always mean more. Right. It no. doesn't mean go more full out for it to right. be better. Sometimes it means hold it. Yes, exactly. Be more patient, sit in the pocket more, whatever right. it is. Right. That's yeah. Especially now with me choreographing versus when I was younger, it was always well, I, I didn't do like a full out move yet, so I need to do a full out move. I didn't do footwork, so I need to do footwork. Like, and now I'm like, whatever I feel, yeah, whatever I feel. And even if it looks goofy, like <laughs> I love, I actually think those are my favorite parts in like a dance or a piece is when it's weird Yes. because it's exactly what the choreographer was feeling. And like, how can you take that as a student and like, make it feel right for you so i love those parts and i love when it's weird and i love when you stand there for an eight count and do nothing yes because it's just there's something about that right right. i don't know if people watching this have ever seen this in in like a dance class video or whatever but there's times where the dancer does nothing and it's and you get the screams "Ah, it's the hold yes right it's the i think it's because if you can watch someone grab your attention from doing nothing that is like the biggest skill ever yes. that you know i don't know it's just there's been so many dancers i've watched like janelle mm-hmm. who i feel like can do nothing and just stare at you and you're like she's the best yes she's the best just the boom yes the way she'll hold it's it the, and look and then right yeah. it's like the presence behind it you're just like like enamored by it it's like oh my god she is yes. amazing yeah because just because we can do a big move doesn't mean we should yes and maybe earlier in our careers we're trying to prove that we can Mm. so we're saying hey look i can do all the stuff 
I can right. like in the skating world, it's like when somebody does a backflip, right? It's like, well, yeah, the crowd knows a backflip, but just because you right. can doesn't mean you should. Right. Like throwing a backflip in the middle of or like throwing turns in the middle of a dance that doesn't need turns. It's right. like, well, if it calls like, for it, do it. Right. But you don't just throw it for the sake of throwing it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah, because then design is as much what you don't do as much as what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, because some of the best songs don't necessarily have the most complicated lyrics. Right, they just have the right lyrics. Yes. Like I was just listening to um, that old song, uh, Hotel California. Mm. I don't know if you ever heard it. It's this old rock song, and it just has this one line. <laughs> that so it's so simple. It's like that line, but it means so much. It said, um, "Some dance to remember, some dance to forget." Mm, I love that. And I was just like. Like, oh, yeah, that can say so much. I could build right. an entire movie around that. Right. Which is like crazy. And that's why, like, I don't know, with dance, when it almost is more simple, it leaves room to build that story, to interpret it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I love dance because it's just movement, but there's yeah. so many ways to interpret it, to make a story out of it, to tell a story out of it. And it's kind of like, when you do those little simple movements, it's like, what are they like? It it makes you question, like, what are they saying? You want to figure it out, you yes, know? Absolutely. So I love that. There's power in that. Mm-hmm. There is for sure. I like studying great art. Mm. Whenever somebody's incredible at what they do, I yes. love figuring out why. Right. You know how? Whether it's a stand-up comedian or actor or singer or dancer or whatever, anything. Right. Even if you don't follow a certain sport, but you can watch the finals of that sport. And just, you know, greatness when you see it. Yes, exactly. Just like there's something there. Right. That's why, like, my family, well, it's also because we're Canadian, but we love hockey. Right. <laughs> and I feel like I was just born into having to love hockey. Yeah. But I also love watching hockey because we have Connor McDavid. And I don't know if you know hockey, but he is an incredible hockey player. And getting to watch him live in person is something else mm-hmm. because it's like, you're watching this legend you know is going to have a legacy for a long time work and it's like even me i'm like i can't play hockey i cannot skate like i can't (laughs) but i'm like why is he so good how does he train to become that good what's his mindset like i want to know what's his mindset yes i want to know curious about that right like and i even watch i love cooking i'm not that good at it right but i'll watch these amazing chefs at work and i'm like why are they so good what are they thinking like yes. i want to know you know you know those things matter yes right like we 100%. went to go we just got into tennis the last couple of years and we went to go see the u.s open in new mm. york and seeing like world-class tennis players i was wondering like what's their routine right like when did they eat today did they nap yes did they take a coffee right. how much did they hydrate what, did they read a book? Did they listen to podcasts? Mm-hmm. Or was it nothing? Like, because you right. know all those things make a difference. For sure. 100%. What about you? When you're about to go on stage, do you just... Ooh. It's changed a lot over yeah. the years. I used to, like, when I was little, I would run through the dance like a million times in my head before I went on stage. Mm-hmm. Don't think that was beneficial. think that just made me more nervous. But <laughs> now as I get older... I usually. Brazzy. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was so nice. You just wanted kisses, hey? He was like, let me just get under here. <laughs> but I think um, as I've gotten older, 
I usually, I'll rehearse a while before, and then um, I kind of, I usually pray right before, and if my sister's there, I usually pray with her. Yeah. Um, I obviously make sure I'm stretched. I don't really like to talk to a lot of people, just because I feel like it allows me to stay, like, calm and peaceful, and yeah, I have my nerves going, but it's all good nerves, and then when I get on stage, I feel like as a kid, when you have all that excitement you like your performance some things are sacrificed because of it and so now as I get older when I go on stage it's just I found like my breathing making Mm. sure I'm still dancing the way I've practiced the way I've wanted to the way it's supposed to be executed yeah so it's yeah I've never had like a really strict regimen of what I do before is there anything you don't do specifically that you're like you know what definitely don't do this before I try not, I mean, it's so hard, but I try not to overthink yeah. or to doubt myself. So that's why I, I don't really talk, but I also, I'm not thinking too much. It's very like, I'm just stretching. I'm there. You're not I'm like present. watching TV before you go. No, I'm not, not watching you're not, TV. You're not filling your mind with new information yes, before you do it. Exactly. Okay. It's just focused on the task that is at hand and not overthinking it. I'm not on my phone. Like I'm not scrolling through Instagram right before I go. I'm around the people I need to be around, no extras, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I almost feel like um, being happy and being focused is the default. It's just that most days we're distracted with other stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's almost like, a, like, it sounds like what you're doing is not letting things affect yes. the peace, whereas the right. peace is the norm. Right. Like, if you just take away all the distractions, you should be able to find that peace right right and yep. then and then oh, or whatever try to find that peace right mm-hmm. whatever that state is and then you bring that forward yes. and it sounds like if you were talking to people if you were watching tv you're scrolling instagram those it's, things distract you right from the natural state which is just to be right to be there experiencing exactly it. and that's i feel like i get the most out of jobs and opportunities especially ones that are performing on stage now that i do just do that i'm just there yeah like it's even I did Lil Nas, um, Lil Nas X at VMAs and I f- like it was so chaotic because we had these like big light packs on us. Right. And it was for the dance and it was just a lot was going on before. And I still was just calm. I didn't let that affect me. And it was one of my favorite performances because I was just so present and just in it and really taking everything in that was good to take in not taking anything else, not getting worried about if my light packs didn't work, if it falls off, I was just going to let whatever be, be. And it was like my favorite experience, one of my favorite experiences ever on stage. That's a great skill to have. So yeah, it's very hard. <laughs> being mindful of your mental state. Right, yeah. Being at the cause, yes. not the effect. Yes. Because there's a difference, right? Mm-hmm. And I think in life, so many things can happen to us. Right. It's easy to be at the effect of just like reacting to everything that's happening in the world, right. even through social media and the news. Oh, there's a yes. never ending list of things that I could theoretically be worried about. Yes. Right. There's never a day where there's nothing to be worried about that you could find in the world. Right. So at some point you have to choose to say, you know what? I'm not going to put that in my mind today. I'm yes. going to be here. Right. And that's I think I've limited a lot of my social media use. I love connecting with like fans and my followers, of course. Um, and it is a job. It is my job to post, to create content and I love it, but I do that 
and I don't really scroll because I feel like there is so many things for me to compare myself to, to overthink about, like you said, to worry about. Yeah. Whereas now I just do my job. I interact, which I love doing with those people. I love, I do what I love to on social media and then I'm off. Yeah. I don't spend time scrolling. I don't smart just like and comment and go on for hours. I just can't anymore because I feel like it disturbs my peace and I don't want that. So that's very, very smart of you because <laughs> it is a straight up addiction. It for it's sure designed to be an addiction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's cr especially because it is my job and I do need to stay like up with the trends. I do need to like I like to know what's going on. Yeah. But there becomes a point when it it's unhealthy and it takes up too much time and it makes you overthink. It can make you doubt yourself like, oh, this person just did this. Like, right. I should be doing more. Why aren't I doing this? So Especially when you're friends with other people in the industry. Right. It's one thing when you're just friends with people from back home. You do anything successful. They're like, yay. Yeah. But then when you have friends, that's like, oh, well, he won a Grammy or she's on the show. <laughs> you're just like, well, <laughs> like, I'm just one of the many successful people. <laughs> right. This thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's the relative success is a different to compare. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it gets hard that way. But yeah, like I said, I've kind of learned to spend my time off of it. So. You said um, that sometimes you pray before doing it. What, yes. what role does religion play in your life, your family life? I mean, I've always believed in God and Jesus and my kind of, my parents raised me that way. Um, I've felt like at my toughest times and when I've needed help, God has always been there, which is great. Even like when I was like 12 <laughs> or like, I don't know, when I would go through things, it was just a very comforting thing and I was able to recognize even at a young age how blessed I was because of God um, to have the family I have to have the career I have I've just always felt very blessed and I've always used faith um, just as I don't know as my support so and even as I get older I feel like a lot of people have shared with me their faith and how much religion does play a role in their lives and it's beautiful and I love that so I feel like just recognizing that God's always with me, um, especially like before I go on stage, it just allows me to be thankful for that opportunity. And like I said, to take it in even more than I usually would. So faith is a power is a great. I don't know what the word, I don't know how you describe the word faith, but it's, right. it's a great thing to have. Yes. And it's not even necessarily religious, although it's applied in religion, but right. just the idea of faith in general. Yes. Right. Rather it's faith from God, faith in Jesus, faith in your family, whatever faith. Right. Right. Because otherwise we're, we're acting worried. Yes. We're more likely to cause problems right. in a worried state. Exactly. Instead of just obviously, but having faith is not the same as being careless, right? Like when I go skydiving, mm -hmm. I have faith, but I have a parachute. Right. I have faith right. that the parachute is going to work. Yes. And there's a backup parachute too. Right. You know, that even right. if I pass out, I have faith that there's a, the backup one's going to go. Right. right. Prepared right. faithfulness. Right. Yes. Faith with work, as they say. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Taylor, I just got to give you your flowers. Um, you and your family. You guys have been such nice people oh, thank in all you. this time that I've met you. You've been very easy to work with. Brazi, yes. <laughs> My dog obviously likes you too. And, and I want to really commend you because I remember meeting you when you were younger and you were so mature. 
for your age and you were working in a very difficult industry especially difficult for for young people Mm -hmm. you know and the fact that you still have a center about you i can feel it in your energy it's really it makes me happy to hear thank you you know because i know it's it's a difficult world yes and industry (laughs) to navigate right and you've managed to be successful but you're still like taking time to go to school and hanging out with the fam and you didn't even have to move to LA I think you're showing kids out there that it's possible to achieve your dreams and not lose yourself thank you I love that I really appreciate that because that's exactly what I want to tell kids show kids Um, but yeah and thank you you've always been extremely kind to our our family we've always loved working with you um, and we've always been supporting you so thank you so much for having me speak on your podcast absolutely well taylor cheers to everything i'm looking forward to seeing what happens with the acting and the music yes me too (laughs) (laughs) we'll check back in you know a few chapters later in life and see how it's all going let's do it (laughs) thank you everybody that's a wrap